The Rudy Giuliani Show. Hello, America. You're listening to The Rudy Giuliani Show, and thank you for tuning in. There's a lot to cover today. In a few minutes, we'll speak to Robert Cornicelli, who is a candidate for the United States Congress in the 2nd Congressional District in New York. And it's a very important race because it's a true blue MAGA America first candidate against a candidate who voted on several important occasions squarely against uh, Donald Trump. And I would say a lot of the party, Uh, someone you could quite uh, accurately describe as a rhino, given the fact that he voted for the uh, January 6th uh, partisan committee that included no Republicans, remember. They're all appointed by uh, Speaker Pelosi, uh, which to me makes it an illegal committee just to start with, but that's another matter. And he also voted for uh, the, um, the human infrastructure bill, which is probably doing the most to creating the inflation that you are suffering from. So when you thank Joe Biden for it, you can thank... Uh, Mr. Mr. Cornicelli's opponent for it also, for those uh, inflated prices that you're paying three and four times what you should be paying. Uh, so when Robert uh, calls in, we'll put him on. And uh, I don't know, uh, crime just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, today, uh, the subways are completely out of control. I didn't look at the exact percentage this week. Last week, crime was up 67% of the subways. That's, that, those are ridiculous numbers to sustain for half a year, Adams. God almighty, what are you going to do about it? It's, it, it's, it, it? The time for talking was over, you know, th- five months ago. So on, on uh, Monday, early, early uh, Monday morning, uh, a man... Uh, <laughs> A 27-year-old man tried to intervene uh, to stop uh, stop someone from harassing people on the subway, uh, which which is what we asked is what we asked people to do not to you know not to uh, step back and let their and let their um, fellow citizens get attacked, and uh, he was for his uh, trouble uh, knifed in the stomach uh, and. Fairly seriously, stabbed in the stomach with a, with a pocket knife. We don't know how seriously he was taken to New York Presbyterian Hospital. <clears throat> okay, I mean this 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 um, this shouldn't this shouldn't happen. No arrests have been made so far. And then on Saturday we had a similar uh, not similar but a subway incident where uh, an older man, a 64 year old man, was coming home from work at Avenue H stop on his uh, on his. Uh, his subway, um, and uh, as he got off and he, he walked out of the subway, a man followed him, and then it's a little confusing in the description, but a man jumped down on the tracks, grabbed a rock, came up, hit him with the rock, hit him with the rock four times, and now uh, he's in the hospital suffering from a concussion, and uh, we don't know how bad he's he is. Uh, uh, then there were a series of other crimes. I won't go through all of them other than to say New York City is going through, again, a continued weekend crime, crime wave. And I guess the best way to describe it are, is what is happening to these Bronx apartment residents who say they're being terrorized in their apartment building, an apartment building that used to be 
and I hate to say it, but back when I was mayor and Bloomberg was mayor, a pretty safe, darn safe place to live. It's up in the Morrisania section of the Bronx. And uh, maybe maybe I play a cut from them, and that's uh, they can explain it to you. Cut cut nine. They came at us. They beat us. They broke that that stick from that tree there to beat us with the wood. We don't have nobody. It's a shame. And they are telling us they're going to come back and burn the building now. It's ridiculous. I don't know why you can't stop this. This I don't get. This should get stopped in one night. There should be enough cops there. Every one of these guys should be arrested. Nobody should let them out on bail. And that should be the end of it. And you keep the cops there for a while until they get over it. And everybody that uh, uh, tries to hurt an older person, you should, I think, you know, over 65, you can increase the sentence. Uh, (laughs) I thought they might do that with me, but nah. Uh, And uh, uh, these people sound like they're over 65. So whatever the sentence is, make it the max and then increase it if it's 65. And let's get it over with. Let's, why don't we want to help these people? Why do we want to be nice to the criminals? Why? What's wrong with the Democrats? Let's speak to Robert Cornicelli. Robert? Robert, are you there? How are you today? I'm here, sir. Robert became a good friend of mine during the campaign and someone I introduced to President Trump, who's very, very impressed with him. We had a nice night with President Trump, didn't we, Bob? Uh, We had a great night. It was an honor to be there with you, first of all. And with Donald Trump, second of all. Now tell us. You're a national hero. Tomorrow's the election. Tomorrow's the election. This election this year in 22 is about our way of life and our form of government. And we need the right Republicans. And you're you're the right Republican. And your opponent, I've already told him about your opponent. He voted for the January 6th committee. Shame on him. He voted for the big bill that's causing the inflation. Shame on him. Double cross the president. But tell us about you. So I am an America first candidate, Mr. Mayor. I agree. And what that means is shut the border, take care of Americans. We have 553,000 homeless Americans. We still have 34, Amer- 34 million Americans living at or below the poverty level. We Americans are generous people. When we're prospering, we take care of everyone. But right now we're hurting. We're hurting because of Biden. We're hurting because of Pelosi. We're hurting because of Andrew Garbarino and his votes. We need to start taking care of Americans, and that's what I'm going to do. It's what I've always done. Andrew Garbarino voted for the January 6th committee, and for that I will never forgive him because the January 6th committee is an abomination to the American Constitution. But he also voted for the bill that really the main one that's causing the inflation that we have going on right now. We haven't haven't seen the effects of the new one yet. I mean, that's going to make things even worse. But the one that he hit hit us with is the one that caused the the big inflation. Yes, sir. And, you know, here's the thing. He did January 6th, and he fight about it. It's the one you can't change, the one you can't alter. He calls the rally goers of January 6th domestic terrorists. It's on. He calls the, the protest an insurrection. He says Donald Trump is to blame. These are his words. He cannot erase them. When you say things like that, there's no turning back. Yeah, yeah, you're brainwashed then. You're, you're, either, you're either a big phony or you're brainwashed. Insurrection without a single gun? When, when, when did right. anybody ever have an insurrection and not a single insurrectionist brought a gun with them? The only gun we know about is the one that killed Ashley Babbitt. He doesn't seem to have any interest in her murder. Correct. And, and this infrastructure bill, confident in our markets, they're not 
they don't feel confident investing in manufacturing when bills like that are passed where maybe 11% goes towards infrastructure, roads, bridges, and tunnels, and 30 or 40% you know, go to... Tell, us, tell us what you've done for veterans, my friend. Uh, I am so impressed with you. T- tell us how you've spent a lot of your life. So we have a 501c3 coalition. Every major holiday, every single homeless... We're getting bad reception, unfortunately, but I want you to get this out. This is this guy. This guy, before he ran for office, was so dedicated to the veterans. It tells you what a great congressman he's going to be. Go ahead, Bob. There's not a single veteran on Long Island that doesn't get every toy off the child's wish list. We do. We never want veterans to feel like they're not being able to take care of their family. If their vehicles need to be repaired or they have some back bills, we will take care of everything. Everything and anything for a veteran to get them back in the workforce. And during COVID, sir, we made sure families with autistic children, the children who could not get into their residences or where yeah, this is a, this this guy's a real patriot, ladies and gentlemen. This is not we're not you're not you can tell in his voice you're not listening to the you know the scripted politician like his opponent. You're listening to a guy who cares about America, cares about the veterans. This guy's going to work day in and day out for you. Tell, tell us a little of the ge- geography of your district. So our district is on the south shore of Long Island. It goes from Massapequa all the way out to Eastport. Wow. And we're, yeah, it's huge, huge district. Yeah, and very diverse. Very, very diverse. You got a little M- M13 in there, too. Sure. You know, some murders. Yeah, we and, got a very diverse district. And, and you got you know some what? rich people and you got some poor people. Yeah. Well, you're the guy for it, Robert. Well, I am urging you to get out and vote for him. Since we're Republicans, we only vote once, so I can't tell you to vote twice like Democrats do. <clears throat> and uh, But get out there. But you know how you vote twice? You get your neighbor to vote and, you, and your friends to vote. And this is the kind of thing where, you know, a, a year later we say, why are we in such trouble? We're in such trouble because we don't vote for guys like Cornicelli. That's why. So you vote for him. We're going to be a lot better off next year at this time when we start thinking about the White House and stopping Biden. And and thank you for doing it. It took courage to do it. And thank you, Robert. You'll remain a friend one way or the other, and you're going to make a contribution that's tremendous. I know it. I know it. Well, guys like you, Mr. Mayor, your son, you guys lead the way, and we're just guys who learn from what you you put in. You put in a lot, and you've taken a lot for us. Well, you you too, and I have such respect for you. God bless you, okay? God bless you. And I'll keep reminding them. All right. All right, thank you. Now, that's a real candidate. I wish we had him in every district. Wish we had that guy in every district. We wouldn't be in the trouble we'd be in now. We wouldn't have this this inflation. We wouldn't be disrespected all around the world. You know, we wouldn't have these ridiculous congressional hearings where they're spending millions and millions of dollars on trying to frame Donald Trump for things he didn't do going back to five years ago. You know what I can't figure out? I don't know when a guy lies to you once, like the Democrats did with. Um, with uh, uh, Russian collusion, right? They lied about Russian collusion. We know that now. I mean, it, there's no doubt about it. They all lied about Russian collusion. Then they lied about the Ukrainian conversation. They said that Trump bribed uh, Zelensky, and then the transcript came out, and that showed it, but that wasn't quite enough. And then they hid the transcript. They, they hid the hard drive for 16 months. But once you get the hard drive, it's clear they were lying about that. So they lied about that, too. And then they lied about the hard drive. They said it was the product of Russian agents. Me, me. I was the Russian agent. You know, uh, Rudinsky here. 
They lied about that. Why don't you think they're lying about stolen election? <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't people who did that steal an election? <laughs> Why wouldn't people who would frame a president of the United States for a crime that he didn't commit in order to illegally remove him from office because they are so they are so insane about having power. They are so greedy for money. 31 million from China. Any guy who would take 31 million for China would fix an election. Uh, and not probably not even as serious. Taking money from China is more like being a traitor. I don't know why you guys have such a resistance to it's almost logical that they would steal an election and then try to frame him for January 6th. They're going to frame him for something. If this January 6th doesn't work, they're going to come up with something else. I don't know. Maybe I, I still keep thinking sometime if they look carefully enough, he did some jaywalking back in 19, hopefully not when I was mayor. Like he probably did it in 1997, and they're going to say that I fixed the jaywalking case for him. That's going to be it. I know it. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we got a bunch of people lined up to ask tough questions, and we got a lot of other stuff to cover, good stuff. And then the mayor's final words. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you. You can get me at 1-800-848-9222. That is 1-800-848-9222. You know, a monument, another monument was defaced with SWAT stickers and at the Brooklyn Holocaust Museum. I mean, the the number of, you know, they don't get the publicity that other things get. But if it's my recollection that the number of hate crimes, the most hate crimes are anti-Semitic in nature this year. And, and largely is the case other times. But I think this year for sure, I saw that about three weeks ago in, a, in one of the studies from uh, one of the law enforcement organizations. And it's by a good number. Maybe uh, maybe uh, cut 12 by, by my friend Dove Hyken uh, might give a little perspective to this. The statistics speak loud and clear. Attacking Jews. Jews have to be afraid in New York. Yeah, I mean, come on, Dove. This guy was a big supporter of mine. Dove Hyken was a big supporter of mine when I ran for mayor. He was a Democrat. He is a Democrat. And he supported me because he knew that uh, under me, you're not going to have a pogrom like you had under Dinkins. You're not going to have a bunch of uh, people running around Brooklyn uh, uh, beating them up and trying to kill them because they're Jewish like we had for four days in Crown Heights. And, yeah, of course, I couldn't cut out anti-Semitism, but I sure as heck cut it down. You ask him. And um, this is something you just – you see, it, 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 it is like other forms of crime, and, but it's one of the most ancient. And, it, and the broken windows theory applies to it. In fact, I think in some ways – too bad uh, James Q. Wilson isn't still alive. I could ask him. I think the approach that the Jewish people developed for toward anti-Semitism after the Holocaust is sort of uh, very similar to the you can't not pay attention even the, to the smallest acts of anti-Semitism. They got to be called out. Now you stop them there, you can stop them. Now this wasn't a small act; this was a big act. And then it reflects itself in people getting beaten and people getting hurt. And so let's let's follow up on that call with uh, with Cornicelli. I've got. One or two calls about that race. So let me let me take um, let me take Jeff, who um, I guess lives in that district. Jeff. Yeah. Yes. Hi. I I called up Andrew Gabarino's office to find out what his response is to two points. 
And the first was that he joined all the Democrats in voting to establish the January 6th commission. And the person there said, oh, he didn't vote for the committee. He voted for the commission. That was his response. So, um, you know, that's a rhino response, right? Yeah, he's only one of a few uh, Republicans who was stupid enough to vote vote for it. Correct. The yeah. second one was he was one of the 13 House representatives, Republicans, sorry, who voted for the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. That was him. And, and the uh, person in the office said, well, that was for the roads. Do you see the roads being repaired on the LIE? That, that was what he did. He did it for New York. <laughs> that was what the he money, said. The yeah. money hasn't even been appropriated yet. So that's your that's well. The, well, your the money, you, the money. Believe me, I know how how long if, for government money to come down to Long Island it would take. Or New York, the, if you see roads being fixed on the Long Island uh, Expressway, it's not from a bill that was that was signed into law three months ago. <laughs> it probably hasn't hasn't even been appropriated yet. So they're just yeah, lying every, to every you. Day. What a bunch of creepy lies! Somebody in my campaign headquarters said that. I go find them. And I'd find out one or two things. Do they do it generally, then I'd fire them. If they did it one time, I'd tell them, we don't do that here. We don't lie. You want to tell them why I voted for it? I mean, there, there may be reasons he voted for it. Give us the reasons, Gabarino. Don't lie to us. Don't tell us it's because we got money for the, for the road that they're using right now. By the way, it also, whatever it did for the roads, it also put us into massive inflation. And it shows that he's not really a Republican. He doesn't have control over spending. And if you put together both votes for the commission, the January 6th all-Democrat commission to crucify Trump and the out-of-control infrastructure spending, it's all going to be spent on human infrastructure, by the way, not on roads. You've got very few Republicans that did both. So, yeah, he's a rhino. He should be thrown out so that... But if we're going to elect a Republican, let's elect a Republican. I don't know why we have the turncoats and they don't. Let's go to Corey also, I think, in that district. Corey? Hello, Mr. Mayor. Hey, Corey. Hi, Mr. Mayor. Can you help me out? I'm in the first district. The redistricting happened in Long Island in Huntington. And there's three candidates running for the primary. And I don't know what to believe. There's this woman, Michelle Bond, that they say is a transplant from Maryland. They say she just bought a $14 million mansion in Maryland, and now she's just up here a few months ago renting an apartment. In is it, this, is, this is and the one, this is Zeldin's old district? I believe so. This is not the uh, Gabarino uh, 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 Cornicelli one? No, no. I think, okay. I think there was also Tom Swazi's old district. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this yeah. one I don't know as well. Tell me else, who else is running. Uh, there's someone named uh, Nick Leloda. Uh-huh. And then a gentleman, Figliola, that I think I heard your, oh, your I, son on the radio. Yeah, I do like Figliola. I haven't. I'm not. I think I may have endorsed him. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I, I did. I think your son, your son uh, talked about him the other. If my day, son likes him, you you got you got a good endorsement there. My right, son, right. first of all, my son is up on it more than I am in terms of local politics. I mean, he spent a year, year and a half doing it. And, uh, we disagree on a few things, but it, it wouldn't be in this area. That's for sure. <laughs> Right, and, and and they're saying it's between this bond and uh, Figliolo is like an out, outlier. Well, then he's probably the best. Like- uh, well, I'm going to take a look. I'm going to take a look at it uh, when we take a break uh, because I really don't know. But if Andrew likes Figliolo, for, for now I like Figliolo. Okay. Question. Yeah. 
I'm, just, I'm a little concerned, too. I'm hearing that this Liz Cheney, if she runs for president, she could have like a Ross Perot effect on Donald Trump. Well, and here's really what, worrying me. I'm going to tell you what. I don't think so. I don't think so. Ross Perot was different. Ross Perot was close enough to Bush in thinking that he took Bush votes away. So uh, Bush's big problem was, you know, uh, uh, read my lips. I'm not going to raise taxes. Then he raised taxes and Perot went bonkers on him over that. And right. so he so he took Perot took away Republican voters from him. I don't think Cheney could put her hands on a Republican vote or whatever Republican vote she could put her hands on hates Trump already. So she doesn't overlap with Trump at all. I think she'll hurt the Democrat. So uh, uh, that's at least my thinking. And we'll go into more depth on that later on. This is Rudy Giuliani will be back. We're going to talk to Dr. Ryan after that. And we're going to have uh, final thoughts from the mayor. We're going to talk a little about the border. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And, uh, you know, as if it's not happening um, beyond uh, those of us who listen to, um, shall we call it the alternative media, the media that isn't censored, the one that is uh, not uh, obstructed by the Iron Curtain of censorship put up by the Democratic Party, uh, all those social things and uh, and the networks. but we have an invasion going on in our southern border, and it's a mass invasion. You look at this year, we're already broke last year's record. We're at 2 million. We were at 2 million last year. We're over 4 million known known uh, invaders since uh, Biden is uh, president. He sends them all over the United States with very little vetting. Some of those ended up in New York now and Adams and uh, the one in Washington are, are, squ- are screaming and yelling, and all of a sudden they don't seem to like sanctuary cities anymore. And uh, uh, but we got even a major other problem. I mean, it's like each one of them is a, like fentanyl and drugs, and people are getting killed. More people are getting killed from drugs than than COVID. And uh, this, is, this is getting re- crazy. It's the single cause, cause, largest cause of death, and it's going to go higher. And now there are even worse forms. So we did a podcast. Not we. I had a small role in this podcast because Maria is usually the producer, but she did the podcast. And I kind of worked my way in a little bit. But she uh, let, let, let her explain it to you. She can do it quickly and she can do it scientifically. And she'll explain to you what these other things are that even though I was a drug prosecutor, I don't even know what the hell they are. Well, thank you, Mayor Giuliani, for having me on your show. Dr. We- Maria, you're a genius. You oh, are. stop. We, we have, I have so much fun, and I'm so honored that I sit by you every Sunday for Uncovering the Truth at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. But yes, your Common Sense podcasts are really a form of getting information to citizens, all citizens of America, regardless of party. We are a non-party uh, Common Sense podcast. But I've been trying to highlight the issues at the border. One, because I love mankind and it's terrible and tragic what are happening to the people coming into our country because the cartel owns the border and what they have to do to satisfy their debt to the cartel and what 
the cartel does to women and young girls is deplorable and it's a violent crime of rape. But the drug issue is really what I'm trying to warn all Americans about, and especially young people. As we know, fentanyl is 50 times more potent than heroin, 100 times more potent than morphine. But the new drugs on the scene, nitazines, which is a chemical synthetic drug, mainly from China, a little bit from India, and they work with the cartels to push it into the United States. Guess what, guys? These new drugs are even more deadly, more potent than fentanyl. It's hard to say exactly hard to how, how hard much. To hard to believe, right? I mean, there are people, I've heard of people that die from smelling fentanyl. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's a whole bunch of, I know we don't have time on your show, but there are We're gonna do one on this. some, Again. like like car fentanyl that uh, you use for horse tranquilizer. You just rub it on your skin. You're going to, you're going to, but watch out for some of the street names. ISO, Pyro, they are the AG of Florida says they're anywhere from 20 to 100 times more potent than fentanyl. We are seeing deaths. Some of the deaths are wrapped up into the fentanyl poisoning deaths, but some are starting to be sectioned out now for ISO and pyro. But I want to make a shout out to a Staten Island community TV show. Um, because I just adore, I'm a New Hampshireite, but I do adore Staten Island. And I've met some great people. Sonny and Lou Diamond had a show that we were on not too long ago. But they have a great um, special guest producer, Vincent Marmorale, who produced the award-winning documentary, My Italian Secret. It's an amazing true story of 32,000 Jews saved by Italian citizens who risked their life during World War II. And what I love about this little TV station, it's a community TV station. No one gets paid. They do it to get information out or to provide good documentaries. So take a look at that community station. Can I tell you a story, Dr. Maria, that I don't tell very often and don't remember very often? Okay. The first time I went to Yad Vashem, which is the uh, Holocaust Museum in uh, in uh, Israel. Okay. And you were there. Yes. You were there with me. I was going to say, it sounds like I was there. No, you weren't. This is the first time I went 20 years earlier. Okay. When I was there working on, uh, I was there on a vacation uh, with the Jewish Community Relations Council. I was also there doing a little secret work on a Nazi case, which I can say now. I couldn't say that. And... um, I went to Yad Vashem and it was, it was, uh, I was much younger and it was very, very, uh, in, impactful. It, pro- it probably is one of the things that, that trip to Israel made me an Israeli <laughs> back in 1985. I actually became friendly with uh, Bibi and, and Governor Omer yeah. and, and Mayor Omer, yeah. the two prime ministers. We became friends, you know, as young men yeah. and stayed in touch. And, uh, we got to the end and there's this unbelievably shocking exhibit. It shows you the number of Jews in that European country at the, at the start of the Holocaust, or start of the war, and the number left at the end. Mm. And the numbers are, are, are dr- dramatic, devastating. Like, you know, Poland, I'm, now I'm making the number up, so if I'm wrong, please. Like, it was 2 million down to 100,000. That's what I learned. We, we were there at the time. It makes you we shocked. went with makes other you people. Shocked, makes you shocked. Makes we you were shocked. there for a business trip, but I learned a lot from that particular museum. But there museum. was one that got me. Oh, I'm sorry. In Italy. Yeah. The number yeah. was very small. Yeah. The number of Jews lost in Italy was very small. Yeah. And the number of Jews in Albania was greater. 
No, those two countries can be very proud of that. Mm. Now I'm going to tell you another story. You got to listen. These, these are just personal stories. I'm just letting out because they're just coming out. Free I love flow. your stories. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, one of the reasons I'm mayor of New York is because of the Italians saving the Jews. One of the reasons Mario Cuomo was governor is that Ray Harding, who was the head of the Liberal Party in New York, who picked uh, Mario over uh, over Ed Koch as a candidate for governor. And uh, 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 Ray Harding, who picked me over the Democrats as a candidate for the Liberal Party, which I needed to win the first time, was say was Jewish. He was in the Holocaust. He was a Holocaust survivor. He was going off to a, a concentration camp. His family was pulled out by an Italian family and saved. They were saved by Italians. Yeah. And you know, you know what he told me when he endorsed me? He put his arm around me and he said, Juliana, you've always hugged me. Italians always hug me. It reminds me when I was a kid. Because the first time I remember getting hugged is when they saved me from the concentration camp. That's why I love Italians. What a beautiful story. So That's I, really a beautiful story. So I got to tell you, I know there probably were bad Italians, and there were Italians who killed There's Jews. There's good and bad in all people. And there were, I'm sure, <laughs> those, there sure were those ma- mafia Italians. Well, Although, I think... You, you should know the mafia fought the Nazis. Yes, they did. Yeah. Well, I thank you for having me on. I just wanted to say a little bit. The one and only time I went to Israel was with a group of people and, and with you, and it was for business reasons. But I went to that museum, and I feel like I'm I'm a pretty good historian on world events. But I don't know if I forgot it, but I was definitely reminded of it that more Jews were killed, were murdered in Poland than in Germany. And that was by design. They had most of the the gas chambers and concentration camps outside of Germany. Yeah, that, well, I mean, part of it is, and this is not to say, this is not an excuse for the German people, but they didn't want a lot of the German people to know. Right. I mean, right. They, they, so they didn't want them to know about the, about the not, not that a lot of them didn't know. But they didn't want to go over the concentration camps, and they also thought they could keep it a little bit more from the West because it was a little, a little more, a little more hidden. So let me see if I can uh, grab a, a so, question or two, Doctor. So, oh, oh, you know what? You want me to stay on your yeah, show? Yeah, stay I on. Maybe you can to help. Say goodbye. But um, let me tell you, you've got to, got to, got to see Rudy's Common Sense podcast. Write this down, Rudy. Giuliani, G-I-U-L-I-A-N-I-C-S. The C-S is for common sense. So Rudy Giuliani, CS.com. Yeah, you're going to really find this one. You might want to watch this one, the one before, because they kind of flow into each other. So let's go to, oh gosh, we haven't talked about this guy in a long time. This gentleman, William, I think wants to talk about one of my favorites, Fauci. William, what do you got to hey, say Mr. about Mayor, Fauci? It's a real honor, man. What do you got to say about Mayor, Fauci? It's a real honor. How are you, William? Do you copy? I copy, babes. And I'm gonna keep Doctor. I keep Doctor Maria here because she's a big admirer of Fauci. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> not Fauci. Fauci originally funded the research with Doctor Bricks that created this virus, and then he comes up with this and effective. Are we? this clown just sail off into the sunset and retire with his big farm of billions? Are we going to start talking pr- prosecution for, the, for these folks like Fauci and the, the ones that push the vaccine mandates? And let me tell you, man, the millennials, my generation, yeah. came down, we're dropping like flies. You see all these basketball players that are dr- dying of heart failure? When did that ever happen? Well, I don't, you know, look, you're, you're preaching to the converted, particularly with the doctor and my son. You know, my son was the only candidate for, for office, didn't take the vaccine. They wouldn't let him, wouldn't let him debate. He had a debate in a little booth. 
because he believes so strongly in it. So let's see what happens. Uh, Fauci, I, I want to know what those royalties are all about. I want to know how, all that money he got from pharmaceutical companies. Who did he get it from? What drugs did it affect? Come on, we're just going to let him walk out? I mean, this is ridiculous. We let Biden walk out with $31 million from China. And here's the one by Fauci for which i got to tell you something big and worse maybe than even bribery. Uh, he said he, he didn't think the Chinese would do something like this because the Chinese wouldn't want to kill their own people. What is he, crazy? The Chinese have killed 80 million of their own people. As I say, if you walk into Z's office, right, doctor? Yes. You walk into Z's office and say, we just lost a million Chinese, he'd say. He'd probably be only a million? Only a million? Gee. There's a lot of people to feed. Yeah. But uh, William, on, on one of Rudy's, com- many of Rudy's Common Sense podcasts, he had either me as a guest or other people as guests. We've done a lot of work on Fauci. As a matter of fact, I was the first one to bring out a document, the document that Dr. Fauci signed in 2015, and actually it goes on a little bit earlier, of working with Moderna on a vaccine for the bat coronavirus. Because that gain-of-function work was done in that China lab, but it was also done in a North Carolina lab here until the Obama administration put a moratorium on gain-of-function. But we knew we were supporting it. It was done through Fauci's department and the NIH, and uh, so he absolutely knew about it. They were already working on a vaccine for it. You know, I think one of those, it was my highest grossing podcast. Went way over Almost a, mil- a million. No, or was it over oh, no, a million? No, a million three, yeah, a million yeah. four. I mean, it, it was one of the... Gr- I have about six that went over a million, and that was, that was one of them with, with the good doctor. And also then uh, the one that's historic was the interview with the lady from China oh, yeah. who was the first one to reveal what happened in the laboratory. Yep. And she was in fear of her life, and yep. she was afraid to go on national television. So we tried her out. We, 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 we got yeah. her ready for— And helped uh, her speak English. For Tucker, for now Tucker, she speaks very good English. She was worried about yep. going on Tucker Carlson. So yep. we kept her for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Ryan trained, tra- you know, trained her. To, I love her. She's a good woman. Took to ha- a lot of risk to, to bring it. out the truth to the American public. So let's go to uh, let's go to Bob. Hello, Rudy. Hey, Bob. Hey, how are you? Hi, how you doing? Good. Uh, two two quick questions. I want to see. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I was wondering what you thought about cast vote records to prove the bad votes and on. Uh, the Mike Lindell's Truth Summit uh, over the weekend. I don't know if you've seen it or not. It was very informative. I'm sure it was. He's, yeah. He's uh, grouping up with a bunch of sheriffs mm-hmm. to try, try to prosecute the Dropbox stuffers. I think that would be a good idea because here's the interesting thing about 2,000 Mules, which I really highly recommend. Uh, nobody has done a scientific uh, refuta- refutation of that. None of the lefties who keep uh, poo-pooing it and telling you not, they just want to ignore it. They haven't gone in there and shown that a large number of those routes were wrong. Now, you would think if they were wrong by now, we would know that, which means that a large number of those routes were correct. And uh, just to remind people, this is technology. It's not magic. This technology that's used by the FBI, it's used by CIA, it's used by local police, it's used by international police, it was used by the CDC, it, it tracks your cell phone. And what they were able to do is to show that these people, about 40% members of Antifa and Black Lives Matter, 
at night between 11 and 5 in the morning would for a series of 10 or 11 or 12 nights in a row, the period of time for, for early voting, would end up being in front of anywhere from 5 to 25 drop boxes at the same time. And then in certain cases, about half, they had video. And the video showed them stuffing the ballot boxes. And, uh, and then sometimes it showed them using gloves so they wouldn't leave fingerprints. And sometimes it showed them wiping down things so they wouldn't leave fingerprints. And then when you looked at the vote and checked it, it was disproportionately Biden vote. And all of it was illegal in those states. Every single bit of it was illegal in those states. All those votes should have been discounted. All those votes should have been thrown out according to the law of the four states that it happened in. And it was only it wasn't just in states, it was in very highly corrupt democratic cities that it happened. And the numbers added up to numbers that would change the result in each one of those states and change the result in terms of who the president of the United States is. So nobody's disproved that. Nobody. So we'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani uh, with the mayor's final thoughts on the Rudy Giuliani show brought to you by Tunnel to Towers. Uh, you know, Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org, is one of America's gems. It really is. It's a way in which you can take care of your obligation to have the back of those who keep us alive, of those uniform members who put their lives at risk every day, every night, here and overseas to keep America free, to keep America strong, and to keep us as safe as, unfortunately, our politicians will allow because of their interfering, particularly Democrat politicians. I'm not supposed to do that in the middle of a commercial. Let me take that out. I mean, I don't want to get... The last thing, T2T, is, is, is uh, whatchamacallit, uh, political. So there are some Republican politicians who create problems, too. So I want you to make sure you put your 11 bucks in per week, per month, for Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. That's T2T.org. It's, um, they build homes for those who are catastrophically injured. They uh, pay the rent and pay the mortgage for people who uh, lose loved ones in the line of duty. And they're there for so many other things I don't even have time to go, go over. We have at different times, and we will. It's a it's a wonderful organization. It should have universal support from everyone. The final thought today is going to be on stolen election. What the, uh, what the censorship uh, bureau has done with stolen election is what they did with the hard drive. They just said one thing and they shut it off. The hard drive was Russian disinformation. No, it wasn't. It was not Russian disinformation. There wasn't a, a, a stinking uh, lick of truth to that, not an iota of proof of that. Nobody ever bothered to examine it. They just accepted it, and they cut off for 80% of the American people uh, the most relevant information you could ever have about a presidential election that the presidential candidate was a crook, a major crook who had a son who said that for 30 years he was giving his father money, half of what he earned, from foreign countries, some of which were enemies of the United States, including China, Russia, uh, and then uh, extraordinary numbers of incidents like that 
proof that his father was lying through his teeth when he said he didn't know the foreign clients of, of the son, things that would have, would have disqualified him for president of the United States on grounds of being a crook and on grounds of being compromised by our biggest enemy. But they did it with one word, with one expression, Russian agents. Now, uh, stolen election, you're, you're some kind of a um, – you're, tre- you're committing treason if you say stolen election. Well, like hell you are. I've got, I've got affidavits, numerous affidavits, tape recordings, letters, and interviews with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, not me, who are willing to testify under oath if they'd be given the opportunity that they observed – the election being stolen, or various aspects of it, all of whom were cut off. The judges cut them off. Some of the legislatures allowed them to testify, but their testimony was never really uh, uh, allowed to surface. In other words, it was censored. And now if you say stolen election, they keep you off television networks. They won't put you on Fox. And, and, and they're trying to make it as if when Trump says that, it creates a riot. Well, Trump was only saying it because there was evident, there was tremendous amount of evidence of it. He was doing it for the same reason as he was asking for an investigation of Biden in Ukraine, because Biden had committed crimes in Ukraine. He was doing it for the American people because there was substantial evidence that the that the election was stolen. And if you would just watch uh, two thousand mules which is a totally different uh, a technology than we used. I can give you three others that I used that come to the same result. It shows the election was stolen. Those, those people who were depositing those votes between uh, uh, midnight and five in the morning were violating the law of the state they were in. The law says those votes have to be discounted. You go back and count those votes, and you have a different result in the election. How do you forget that and move on? How do you forget someone stealing an election and move on? And why is it shocking to you that people that would pay a million dollars to make up a phony story of Russian collusion, Hillary Clinton, people who would then propagate that story through a phony FBI when they knew it was untrue, and try to use it to unseat a president. People who, when they failed at that, would create the phony story about Ukraine and hide the hard drive that would disprove it and keep it from you for 16 months and let Biden get elected when his son was telling you on the hard drive that for 30 years he's been paying his father bribes. Why do you think people like that wouldn't steal an election? Why do you think it just was in five cities that are crooked democratic cities? And why do you think they all did the same thing at the same time? Well, there's a lot more to that. History is going to prove us 100% correct. And thank us for saving America from another election like that. You're going to be part of it. God bless you. And God bless America. America.